Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 154 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. Now for today's episode, our topic is tarot and runes. And my special guest is Abby Pluff of Northern Lights Witch. Hello, Abby. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to talk to you. You know, um, we've been friends online for quite some time. We actually got to meet in person this last year, which was fabulous. So um, this is a great topic that you suggested. And it's something that I'm really nosy about. Um, yes, and I'm, an, <laughs> I'm a very nosy person. I'm very curious. You know, I love like looking at things that I don't know much about. I love poking around and digging around and testing things out. And runes, you know, um, I had my own set of runes many years ago, but I just couldn't connect with them. I'm like, what is wrong with me? So the first thing I'd like to ask you um, before we get to how to connect with them, what are runes? For people who are listening and don't know what the heck we're talking about, what are they? That's a very good question. So runes are basically an alphabet. Um, they are an ancient uh, Germanic slash Norse alphabet um, that was used um, up until like the early Middle Ages. Um, so you can still find like medieval um, Norse runes writing um, in certain towns of, you know, like in Norway, like you can find the artifacts. Um, but they were also used in folklore for both magic and divination. Um, so it was kind of this oracle that was like all in one. And it's so funny because a lot of people are like, oh, there's this like ancient Nordic rune, um, you know, stick that I found. What does it say? And it's often like a grocery list. <laughs> you know, they were literally like, you know, al an alphabet and people use them that way. But um, so they were, the Norse and Germanic were very practical people, right? So, you know, like we don't need this special thing. We can just use, you know, these, um, these letters um, and they're called the Elder Futhark. I, so there's also the Elder Futhark, the Younger Futhark, and then there's the Anglo-Saxon Futhark, which is what you'll find in like Northern Scotland and stuff when the um, Vikings were in that area. Um, but I work with the Elder Futhark and um, they basically, you throw them, you have, you know, these little discs that are uh, the individual letters on them. Each letter is assigned an esoteric meaning um, and then you cast them on a cloth, um, and, uh, kind of read them based on how they fall. Um, and, uh, you can also, a, a really traditional way of reading runes is through, um, it's a past, present, future reading, um, for a particular situation that is asked. And this is actually described by, I believe it was Tacitus, um, the, the Roman who was uh, kind of like on the borderlands with the Germanic tribes and he observed them casting this oracle. Um, and he, he thought it was gambling. Um, but 
basically, one would ask a question, the reader would cast on the cloth, um, and then they would look to the heavens and choose three runes out of what, what fell, and those three runes signify the past, present, and future of the situation. So would you say, you said it's an alphabet, um, but you're casting them. Is this similar to like the I Ching? Um, you know, I don't know enough about the I Ching to really say, um, but I get the sense that it is similar to the Norwegian's version of the I Ching. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting because my uh, we've been doing this Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. And I discovered that I have Norwegian blood. This is recent. I also, I mean, we discovered a lot of different things, Scandinavian and all this stuff that I didn't know. And so, you know, I think about these runes and even though I have supposedly the blood, I couldn't connect with them. What advice would you give me or my audience for connecting with those runes? Yeah, so they're a little sneaky. Um, And that's what I found. I'm actually kind of trying to pull together a class on runes and it's kind of difficult to think of. Um, so because they were an alphabet, um, you know, you can just use them like that. Um, I personally swear by Diana Paxson's Taking Up the Runes. It's a fantastic book um, that goes into, you know, Norse heritage as well as different rituals that you can do. Um, I personally, and this is my own personal like experience with the runes, but I experienced them Yes, they are an alphabet, but each letter has its own spirit that you are actually calling on and bringing in. Um, and so when you're learning the runes, take time to really learn them one by one. You know, maybe do a ritual, you know, every full moon. It, there are 24 runes. Um, do a ritual every full moon for two years or something, just focusing on that one rune. Um, so the first rune, Fehu, is all about abundance, um, having enough cattle, because we're talking, you know, like an old society. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also wealth and prosperity. And I like to see that as, okay, it comes first in the alphabet. And this is also that first spirit in order to go deeper in your spiritual journey, you need to have the basics covered. Right. Yeah. I get that. I yeah. think my problem when I was playing with the runes is I wanted instant results. Oh no, they take, they, they want you to study and work with them. That um, is really good to know. That may be my problem. Yeah. Yeah. They really want you to study and work with them. And like I said, I, I tend to think of them each as having their own individual spirit. You have to get to know that spirit. Yeah, you can't just like hop in bed with it right away, so to speak. Right, yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. And so they're, they're a little finicky, they're a little persnickety. And other people who study runes, you know, I'm in all these like Facebook groups or whatever for people who are studying runes. And I'm a lurker, I don't necessarily <laughs> post a bunch. Um, but uh, people will talk about like, yeah, like, I think they're trying to trick me. Or like, uh-huh. I think that they're messing with me or like, you know, um, things are being purposefully opaque um, because they want you to work for it. So the story of Odin receiving the runes, um, a lot of listeners will probably know this if they know anything about this mythology, but Odin basically sacrifices himself on a tree for nine days before he can even glimpse the runes. 
and then he can grab them out of the well and take them and use them. Um, and so if you read the ancient like medieval poetry, um, Odin is talking about the runes and their uses and how to use them and, you know, use this rune for battle, use this one for finding love, use this one for all of these things. So we know that they were used magically as well as as an oracle. And understanding them as like a holistic system, I think also really helps. Well, now I think I know what my problem was. I was being impatient. I was looking for instant results and you know, that's my Gemini nature coming through. And I probably need to go and revisit them and spend some time with them. These suggestions are great. Now let's talk about um, how you use runes with tarot. Now this is very fascinating to me. Yeah. So I use runes with tarot. My, um, well, we're getting into year ahead reading season mm-hmm. for people. So my year ahead readings involve a full rune casting as well as 12 cards. Um, and the, the runes I find because they are a spirit and because of the way that I work with them specifically, they're a little bit more magical. They're a little bit more on like the mythic level of your life. So think about that as, you know, like shadow journeying or, um, your, uh, personal archetypes and how to work with those. Um, they can also get very pointed. Um, but I love the specificity of tarot. You know, like that four of pentacles means something very specific and can be like a, all right, so this big mythic thing is happening. This is how you use that energy and an actual action that you can take. Um, So I really like using them together in that way. So when I do my year ahead readings, the runes are kind of like a look at like, okay, what's going on for you spiritually? Maybe like, what is your connection with ancestors or with, you know, your deities or whoever you're working with? Um, and then the tarot I include in there as a way of, okay, here's some specific advice for you to follow for each month of the year or for each season. That's fabulous. So, um, so if people are looking to get a year ahead reading, you, do you do that only around like uh, December, the end of the year, or when do you do this? I do them anytime because I think okay. it's a wonderful birthday. Uh, yes. but undeniably people are more interested in them like around the new year in December. And they do usually take a while for me to, to do. Um, I only do them written um, because it's usually like, I'm a wordy broad. So it's usually like 24 pages. Oh my God. That's a lot. That's a lot. So if I was like, let's say I decide now I'm going to like get those runes back out and say, all right, Teresa, you're going to knuckle down and do this two-year thing, like Abby said, and work with those runes. But I also want to start bringing it into my tarot. What would be a really simple way right now that I could bring a rune in and test it out and get some wisdom from it? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, a couple of things are coming to mind immediately. First of all, I've noticed, you know, a lot of people, when you're first learning tarot, you decide to pull one card a day and just, you know, focus on that one card and like follow that energy. I have found that for me personally, the runes are a slower energy. Mm. So pull a rune a week, you know, and then see how that, um, 
see how that impacts your week. And then you can still do your daily tarot, maybe keep your rune, the rune that you pull on your altar um, or something. Um, and your tarot can be like, how do I work with this energy? Um, another thing to do would be think about the um, magical correspondences. So I already talked a little bit about Feihu, which is that beginning rune. Um, that, you know, wealth, prosperity or something. A lot of people ask questions about how we can make more money or how we can support ourselves better. Pull the Fehu rune specifically to guide your tarot reading. I love that. Like steer it. Yeah. Yeah. That's your, that's like your significator can be that rune. And it's like, this is the energy that I want to work with for this. Um, how do I work with that? Another interesting thing about the runes, there are about, there are three different runes for strength and they each have different connotations. One is the strength to create. One is the strength to protect. And one is the strength to walk between the worlds. Mm, I like that one. Yeah. And so they all have these different things. So if you're like, oh my God, I'm really burned out. How can I get through this? You know and maybe you're a creative business owner or whatever, you pull Uru's, which is that rune for creative strength, and then use that to guide your tarot reading. That is such a simple but wonderful suggestion. I love that. Where can people buy runes? Pretty much anywhere. Um, they're also really easy to make Ooh. Uh, if you're crafty. And that's kind of the recommendation is that you make your first set. Although I am of the opinion that if that is not available to you, if that is, you know, if that feels like too much to do, just go buy a set. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Graphically challenged like me. (laughs) Well, and they're also, they're really simple letters, right? Because they were intended to be carved into wood. Right on. So they are really easy to just carve or, um, you know, you can get, you know, um, a, a branch um, and divide it into the different rune, you know, slabs, and then you can just really easily wood burn them on. Um, and the really metal thing to do, because it's Norse, like metal stuff, right? Or- <laughs> um, would be to baptize them with blood or spit. Ooh, that um, sounds very metal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hardcore if you want to do that. Um, but like I said, you can just buy them pretty much any metaphysical store. I live in Minnesota, so there's so many Scandinavian folks here. Yes. Um, I might be a little bit biased in telling readers who don't live among so many Scandies to, uh, just go to their metaphysical store and expect that they will have runes. Um, but usually you can find them. Yeah. I will say that I do prefer working with wooden or bone runes to overworking with stone or crystal runes. Well, that's good to know. Do they just feel better or you think they're more authentic or? They just feel better. Um, I think part of it is, you know, we're, it's a highly portable system that people are using. And um, people, the traditional thing would have been to make your own set. And with the tools that they had, it's just so, it's just such a bitch to make your own set of crystal runes. Yes, of course. I would definitely botch that. So we, we know we have to go as simple as possible on the scent. Right, yeah. So that's kind of my thinking on that. But 
if you just genuinely are really a crystal witch and really love crystals, like by all means get a crystal set. They're beautiful, but yeah, my opinion on it. Well, this has been really great. It certainly got me rethinking my impatience with runes. I think I'm going to have to give it another go um, and start testing this out. And I, I love the suggestion of picking one a week and using that as kind of a touchstone, part of the pun, for my tarot readings of the week. So that that's really a great suggestion. And I think for people who are listening, uh, that's something you guys might want to try out too and see how that works. See if that really gets you feeling your way with the runes because this is another layer that you could add to your readings for yourself or even with people you work with. So Abby, this has been really enlightening. If people want to work with you, if they want one of these wonderful readings, where can they find you? They can find me at northernlightswitch.com. If you want to follow me on social media, I strongly prefer Instagram. Um, so that's where I'm hanging out more often these days. And that is just northern.lights.witch. Um, but I'm also on Twitter at northlightwitch. Awesome. That, I think I first met you on Twitter too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I love Twitter for meeting people. Uh, Twitter is the best. You know, I, I, I do all the social media, but it's the one that I always come back to the most. Uh, I find that the best conversations happen on Twitter. And is there anything else that you've got going on that you want people to know about? Yeah. So I am currently gearing up to teach a year long immersive course on witchcraft, um, which I am really excited about. And um, so if you're interested in that, um, definitely check out my website, northernlightswitch.com. There's info there. Um, it is starting to fill up though. Um, and I am also, so earlier this year, I published the radical witchcraft scene, um, through my imprint, Seethe Witch Press, um, which you can also, you can find it at my own website, but seethewitchpress.com. Um, is another place that you can find it. And I'm gearing up to start the submissions process for, um, and the fundraising process for issue two of the radical witchcraft scene. Awesome. Well, you've got a lot of great things to offer and I really appreciate you taking the time to offer your wisdom today on this fascinating subject. So thank you so much, Abby. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yes. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, plenty of other great things for you guys to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you're enjoying the podcast, do me a solid. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that's going to help more tarot-curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close up by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day, and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.